<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it, that that camaraderie, exactly. That's what always kept bringing me back because I love their conversation. You know, hearing how much joy and fun they have. It might not be about the topic at hand. It's just. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most feel better. And this is episode 10. We've made it 10 episodes so far, guys, and I'm so happy to each and every one of you guys listening in week in and week out to the show. Thank you so much for your feedback as well to make the show better and better. You guys are truly the reason why I do this. Uh, without further rambling, I have Stephen White on the show, a podcaster friend of mine that we've been friends for quite some time. You're going to hear the amazing story he and the trials and tribulations that he had to go through to get onto Amazon Prime um, about starting his YouTube channel and a whole bunch of other great stuff. And again, guys, I ask you, please just stay to the end um, and just listen to what I have to say if you found any value in this podcast. So without further ado, guys, let's just jump into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We're here with Stephen White, a major podcaster in the world. Um, well, I've known him for quite a while. Um, I think we're going on about three years now, right? Correct, Stephen? Give or take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Stephen is a host of an amazing podcast. I'm going to give him a chance right now to give himself a little intro, and then we're going to jump into the uh, topics of conversation. So, uh, Stephen, take it away. All right. My name is Stephen White. It's Phil uh Graciously introduce me. I host a podcast called Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo, which is a mouthful until you get used to it, and then it just flows off the tongue. Uh, we usually talk about video game-related topics, whether it be old video games, new video games, video game news, uh, anything that's going on in the uh, the world of video games. But we have kind of played with the format a little bit, and uh, we, we talk about normal things at the beginning, kind of getting the conversation going. And then we just kind of ease on into that stuff. Kind of think it makes it a little bit more fun and interesting to, for everybody. Uh, I do a few side podcasts here and there. Um, I do one seasonally, I guess would be the, the proper term. Anytime we go on break, which is called, as I recall it, and it's kind of like uh, uh, essays or, or I guess that'd be the proper term for it, where I'm just kind of recounting memories of times past or maybe even just things I'm reflecting on at the time. That's cool. uh, yeah, and then on occasion, uh, do one with my wife. We uh, we're trying to get it more off the ground. We've done like one season called uh, "Inspired by a Weeaboo," where it's she is a huge anime fan. I know nothing about anime. <laughs> Mad after and, my own heart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she's trying to introduce me to animes that she is uh, huge fans of. Uh, I've seen a few. I'm aware of it. But I mean, these are like deep, deep cuts. Oh yeah, and the, I'm just the, like the secret ones that no one's right. supposed to know about. <laughs> and so I'm like, you, you just you pick it. You tell me what you want to watch, and we'll we'll go through it, and we'll just kind of observe it. Uh, the first season we did, we actually kind of did one episode per of a anime called Death Parade. Mm -hmm. uh, but we decided we might want to play around with the format and see what we want to do in the in the future. So, uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Just being able to have a little conversation with her about something she's passionate about. Yeah, no, that that's a great thing. Cause it's a, it's a, it's great when you can share that pa uh, a passion that you have with your partner. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. Cause if they don't share in a little passion of yours, like how are you supposed to get that communication going and understand everything? Mm -hmm. And well, you, you've been married 
you know. This yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not married. I'm, I'm speaking <laughs> out my ass here. I'm not a married man. I have uh, like two failed, three failed relationships in my history. So like, uh, maybe not take advice from Phil. Hey, but but I mean, you're you're right. It's all about communication, keeping yeah. it open communication. Yeah, there we go. Um, so right now, my question regarding this new podcast that you you do with your wife, uh, mm-hmm. the anime podcast, um, an option you can do for you, like I, I don't know if you've done uh, thrown this format around, if you're open to having this uh, discussion about it, mm-hmm. um, is maybe um, the first episode is you she tells you about the anime that you're going to watch X, Y, Z for the season. And then you watch it. And then maybe every like five, six episodes, depending on how long the season is, you jump in and you're like, okay, so this is how much the season is his. This is my opinion of it so far, you know, something like that. You can get, depending on how long it is, you may be able to get like two to three, four episodes in a month from it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's an option. And the joy about podcasting is you can put it out whenever you want. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, the 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 approach we kind of took with it uh, initially with the, the first season is since Death Parade was only 12 episodes and that was hmm. the entire run of the show, we figured we would just talk. We'd watch an episode, talk about it immediately right afterwards, and then just kind of observe it. And then whatever the conversation was within that, that would be the episode. So, I mean, you could have like a 40 minute episode and then you yeah. might have something that's 20 minutes less than that because there might not be anything to talk about because you'd have filler material and whatnot. And I kind of released it throughout the entire month of July, I think is when we were on hiatus. So it was like an episode every other day that okay. you were kind of getting a taste of it. And I feel like it worked to a point, but again, the, the smaller episodes where there really wasn't much to talk about, it just kind of felt like we were creating filler material yeah <laughs> just like you the were, episode you doing, was you were doing the exact same thing they were doing <laughs> we don't have an episode for you but here's five minutes of them going kamehameha you know, that, that's the anime i remember dragon ball z so right but yeah it's it's it, we kind of reflected what they were doing so if it was a deeper episode we could have a deeper conversation if not it was just like yeah some stuff happened and yeah, you know it, it's a filler yeah so it was kind of interesting and I think it did make us look at it and say, eh, how could we approach this differently? Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. And that's one of the joys of when you're podcasting about a show that's already been done. Mm-hmm. Like it's completely, it's completed its run. You don't have to wait week to week to do it. You have this opportunity to actually look at it. Okay. This is a, sorry, uh, a pot, um, an anime that's, 13 episodes long it's 45 minutes each episode uh through the last time we did it you know we found out there were filler episodes so maybe not all the time so you know you could record it all in advance and then you guys edit it all together and decide okay this can be one episode this can be another episode these two can come together you know it's Mm -hmm. something to think about like you can still do the same format you did before and instead of releasing them all the time, like you, you talk about it. Okay. This is this hour. We have a 45 minute talk. Excellent. Okay, good. This is a full episode. And then you get some filler episodes, you know, the, as you have with uh, some animes and podcasts, and then you can decide, okay, no, we won't talk about that. We can discuss something else instead, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a, that, that's a format you can look at and it's an easier one to do and you can have them ready for when, you you're planning on going on hiatus on one of your other sh- uh, shows the 
I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it <laughs> because every time I do, I always forget either a word or I just start adding words. <laughs> the Super Smash Bros. comic spectacular show of awesomeness of video gameness. There we go. Yeah, like I said, once you start to say it enough times, because I have to say it every week, yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. It's 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 like uh, butter at this point for me. <laughs> for you, for me, it's it's still a shot of tequila. Uh, twisting up my tongue um so i wanted to get to ask you though um how long have you been podcasting i think uh if i'm not mistaken i started in june of 2017 okay Uh, around that time we uh my friend and i who started the podcast we were working on a show uh that was not a podcast and then he kind of had the idea hey i want to do a podcast because i think he was he's kind of touching on little ones that were kind of out there that were discussing video games and stuff Mm -hmm. that he was all into. And he's, he's huge into video games. I love video games, but he's a step farther. Like he knows (laughs) the actors that play the voice of each character in the game. Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a level that I'm not at. I I enjoy games, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not learning about, Oh, this is this actor and he's been in this one. And that has been in this one that's connected to this. And this game is released by this cut. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's deep into it. Like he can tell you directors, producers. I mean, he's in it. So he was just like, I want, I want to do a podcast. And I guess he had one that he'd been listening to. I never heard the one that he was listening to. Uh, but they were, however, they were discussing it. He was like, I want to do something like that. And I was like, okay, well, what can we do that they're not doing, or how can we change it? And at the time. I was kind of getting into podcasts. Like I had a few local mm-hmm. friends that were kind of doing it, but they were doing like horror movies and, and old B movies and stuff yeah. like that. So I would listen to what they were doing, kind of get a feel for it. Uh, so I kind of had an approach that I could go to. And then obviously there were bigger podcasts like the weekly planet Big where ones. a lot of us kind of joined in and got to know each other for that love. Mm-hmm. And I would listen to how they would do it. So I was trying to find my approach to doing it because I had, I had no aspirations to be a podcaster. No it was does. just, yeah, he was just like, Hey, let's do this thing. And I was like, okay, it seems like it'd be easy and simple and cheap to do, you know? Uh, so we invested in the equipment. I kind of had other equipment that I knew could kind of do the job for what we needed to record. Mm-hmm. The investments really were just the, the microphones pretty much trying to make sure that we had something that would be quality because if I have a standard of anything, quality is number one. <laughs> yeah. If we can just get the quality good, just get that simple quality, then we can work from there. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to make sure we at least had good quality sound from there. I'd figure out the rest. Uh, and we, it's it's funny going back and listening to it now, like going way, oh, way God, back. Yeah. Because you hear what you're attempting to do. And then you see where you've kind of gotten to now, yeah. where it's just much more laid back. You're like, this is this is all had at this point. I know what I'm doing. I know how I want to approach this. And things change. I mean, even within, it's almost like every year there's a new iteration of the show where we, things that were commonplace at the time now have shifted to, they're just relics of the past pretty yeah. much. You know, we just don't do them anymore because it's like, why do we do this? Eh, doesn't it just add doesn't, to the show. Yeah, it's not really helping anything. Some Sometimes it was fun, but maybe it just kind of ran out of juice. It was like, well, I don't know how to do this anymore. 
So we'll tweak it or we'll change it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's really interesting. If you were to go back and listen to episode one now and episode the latest episode that came out, it's two different shows. I mean, almost. I mean, you can see and hear the changes in every aspect of it. It's really interesting to to see the evolution of it. Oh yeah, I feel that with uh, the Phil Better show, my the the podcast that you've been on mm-hmm. regarding uh, movies and that, and just just the evolve the evolving from the first couple episodes where it was more of an interview, me interviewing someone else about the preference of movies, and I realized this isn't sustainable at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard uh, getting people to come and organizing, and it's like no, this is this is too often me being by myself talking that never works. Um, cause then I'll just chatter for 30 minutes on nothing and no one wants to mm. listen to that. I don't even <laughs> want to listen to that editing. It was like, yeah, no, this is a bad episode to delete. All right. Time <laughs> to find a guest. <laughs> uh, but then I, I got the idea with Al. So we sat down with Al and we evolved the show from there. Now it's on a, a somewhat permanent hiatus, um, until I get this show rocking and rolling and I'm clear and everything like that. But, um, yeah, no, it's you. Like you said, you listen to the first episode and you listen to the most recent episode and it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. There's such a difference. And that's what it is, is you're finding your voice as a podcaster. Right. What is it that you like? What is it that you can do repetitive, repetitively? So you have a template to do, you know, like you find that you groove. Yeah. I feel like the, the, like I kind of mentioned where we do have conversations at the beginning, my, me and my co-host, it's, hey, what have you been doing this week? How, how's your life been? And then we're just like, and anything that's not video game related, we don't have to go into great tangents about it. Sometimes we do. But it could be, hey, I found this uh, funny movie or, or, hey, do you remember this old show? And we just have a little conversation about that. And I almost feel like those conversations relate us to our audience because I've noticed we've had more interactions based on those conversations and we do about video game news or, or things like that, like they're there for that. Mm-hmm. But then hearing how common we are or normal we are and they can say, Hey, I can relate to that or yeah. I can relate to that. That connects us more to our audience. I feel like it does. Well, yeah, th- that's what you want. Like if your audience can't connect, if you can't connect to your, what you consider your core basic audience member, then, then you're not going to have fun. Cause like most of us get into podcasting either one, because we want the world to hear our voice because our opinions are so valid. That's me <laughs> yeah, sure. Right that's me right here. Um, or we just, we just like talking again. That's mm-hmm. me right here. Um, or you, you, you just want to share with stuff. Cause you're like, I just like this and I want other people to love it just as much. You know, you go in for the purity of it. Um, and so that's it. Like you, you have the different, types of people who come into podcasting i really didn't have any idea where i was going with that i completely it's sharing oh yes and- yes the shared <laughs> connection to the people there we go thank you mm-hmm. oh, god today has been a long day um yeah so like you connect to the host for me it's not the topic of the podcast it's the hosts yeah like with like you said the weekly planet i love the interaction between james and meso like it's like brotherly love right there it's like camaraderie you're like sure. you're already dipped right into the friendship and you're already part of the fun like yeah. they're, they're like come come listen to us talk about movies like we have no idea why we're doing this but we talk about it anyways mm-hmm. so why don't you listen and to be honest it's like it's that fun joyous nature between them and yeah. the fact that mr sunday or james feels like he's on the 
oh, he's always on the verge of permanent exhaustion, I find. Yeah. <laughs> At some moment, he's like, it's done. I'm done. This is Screw it, yeah. this. I'm walking away. <laughs> he, absolutely. And it, that, that camaraderie, exactly. That's what always kept bringing me back is I love their conversations. You know, hearing how much joy and fun they have. It might not be about the topic at hand. No. It's just the conversation they're having. I enjoy listening to them talk. It's it's like one of the first podcasts I'll go to every Monday morning. Uh, it's not exactly my drive to work podcast, but as soon as I can sit down and I know that I'm going to have that little window of time to listen to it, yep. I'm in. I don't want to be interrupted. Leave me alone for 90 minutes to two hours, however long it happens to yeah. be that day. I'm in. You know, and I love it. Yeah, and that's just, what I strive to be. That like, what's great is like, since you've we've we found these podcasts. Like, some people go like, I want to be a Joe Rogan. I'm like, screw Joe Rogan. Yeah, <laughs> screw him. Like, he has some weird people on his show, and I'm like, maybe eventually I'll be like Joe Rogan. But right now, I'm doing this podcast because I want to learn from people. Yeah, I want to learn. Like, you have three years of knowledge for podcasting that I don't. Like. Mm-hmm. You, You've run three shows. I've only run one. Right. This is my second one. I'm starting a third one where all I have to do is promote and show up and record my voice. That's the best part of a job. Like, right. You just need me to show up and talk. Mm-hmm. Done. You know, like, great. Yeah. <laughs> but like with you, like you've learned to evolve your show. You've take those breaks every once in a while to have like a little breather. And I'm guessing that hasn't hurt your, your listenership. No, we've, we've grown. I mean, we can see how the, the listeners, the subscribers, things like that, because I mean, we're all over the map right now. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's one thing I can say. And I don't know if we're able to track everyone. So sometimes it feels like, are we getting as many as we think we are? Or do we have as many listeners as we think we do? Do we have more? I don't know. Do we have less? I would hope not, but we know that, you know, we're on, Every platform that I that's is big. Yeah. I know that for a fact, but I don't know what we can track. So from listenership, I assume we're doing all right. We seem to be doing fine. But the one thing that I say that we don't have a lot of, at least interactions that people can see, are comments, emails, things like that. And maybe because I know that our audience, or at least a good portion of them, they're, they're shy. They, they don't know what they want to ask or, you know, they just listen and they're fine with whatever. And that's, that's fine. But it would be nice to have, Hey, what do you think about this? Or, hey, what do you think about that? We get those, but they're not in the open form space. Like my co-host, she has a, a discord page and that's usually where I see a lot of those questions where it's just like, Hey, guys, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And that's, that's even where I found out about our conversations is I'll make a comment at random about anything and they'll be like, Hey, I relate to that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. But it's hard to see that in the open space. You know what I mean? Like we're, yeah. we're not weekly planet status where we have an entire Facebook page dedicated to guys. What do you think about this? So are people interacting? Do they want to interact or are they just shy to do so? I don't know. Um, my question to you. Is, so like you, you mentioned that your, your co-host has that discord Mm-hmm. group now is that her personal discord or is it for the show discord no that that's for her she actually used to do um twitch streaming like okay. that's actually where we met is she was a twitch streamer and i just happened to stumble upon her uh 
Twitch stream. And then it's, it's funny looking back on it. Never would have guessed she would have been my best friend in the world, <laughs> but because I was just like, oh, I just happened to be here. I'm a schmuck watching somebody play a video game. I'm afraid to interact. And had I not done that, we wouldn't be where we are today. There you go. But that's it. Always take a chance, I guess. You know, keep, keep that in mind. You never know what's going to happen. Just take a chance. Because, like I said, best friend in the world. Wouldn't trade her for anything. I have to fully agree with you. When I was starting this podcast, there was one person I really wanted on the show, uh, Donnie Bogan. He was, he's the first episode, actually. That's mm-hmm. going to drop, um, or one of the first episodes that are going to drop, and I was really nervous because I'm like, this guy's huge, right? And then I sent him the message, and he's just like, yeah, sure, just send me the the link to set it up, and we'll do it, bro. And I was yeah. like, oh my god! And then like it just leapfrogged into I got uh, Ralph's, uh, Ralph Sutton, who is a like a radio DJ turned podcaster turned podcast network owner turned digital like agency mm-hmm. like he handles a uh, ad works for like a whole bunch of different podcasts that are on his network or off his network and it's like holy shit like this is a big guy he's getting like five mil uh downloads a, on his network and i'm like wow i yeah. can only dream of like a percentage of that <laughs> yeah like the most I've ever gotten off an episode is a hundred. And I'm like, Oh my God, 5 million. <laughs> I'll faint, you know? And, uh, so like it was a risk. I rolled the dice. I got it. And it was like, Holy, Holy moly. And I'm getting these amazing guests like yourself. I have people who are starting out podcasting. I have people who have been podcasting for 10 years. Um, and it's, it's great because you take that risk and it pays off. And if sure, they say yeah. no, it's not the end of the world. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. okay, no problem. Have a nice day. Yeah, exactly. I'll even piggyback off of that. One of the biggest guests we ever had on the show was the producer of the YouTube show Cyanide and Happiness. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. We actually met him at a, I think it was a PAX East in Boston. Mm-hmm. They were promoting their new video game, which is hasn't come out yet, but it's a Cyanide and Happiness based game. And I went in. Like you said, taking that, those chances, I had my business cards. I was podcasting. I'm sitting there playing the game. I actually invested in the game on Kickstarter. <laughs> so I, I kind of used that as my hook a little bit. And was like, hey, I love this game. I threw in some money. You know, if you ever want to talk about this on a podcast, here's my card. We'll talk. Talk to him a little bit after the podcast. Now, that was or, or the, the con. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was, I think, back in 2018 when I met him. And the idea was that, hey, when the game is close to being released, bring you on the podcast and we'll we'll talk it out. And it's like, cool, great. Years go by <laughs> and the game isn't coming out. And I keep seeing all these Kickstarter messages where it's like, you know, the game's been delayed and everyone's getting mad and yeah. COVID pops up. And I was just like, you know what? I was like, why not now? You know, they're they're talking about releasing on the Switch. So apparently it's getting close if they know it's going to be on two platforms now. Yeah. So I thought I'll just I'll drop him a line see if he wants to be on the show. We got him a couple of months back, chit chatted with him. Now I gotta say this very diplomatically, he was a great guest, mm-hmm. but the aftermath was not so great. Ooh. I say that in the sense that it was just like your show's out there. What do you think? Oh, I didn't have a chance to listen to it. 
no promotion whatsoever, no just just a, a retweet or something like that would have been nice. Yeah, I and know. I don't want to be petty about it, but it was like, so you came on the show, you were a great guest, but what happened? You know, why why couldn't you just push it out there just a little bit to your fan base and be like, hey, I was on this thing talking about this game that we have coming up, saying all that I could, but I couldn't say everything. And I didn't push him, <laughs> but it was, it, it, it felt a little disheartening to just, I took a risk, it paid off, but then it didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know it, you, you got kind of got that like reverse pat on the back. But yeah. Now you have this, you have this piece of content that you can go to other gamer producers or actors or stuff like that and go, look, we've got the producer of the cyanide and happiness game on our podcast, would you like to come on as well? Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, he's already had someone re- represent, like, reputable on. Let's go yeah. on to someone else. You know, you can use that to leverage to get bigger and bigger. And sure. you also have a learning, pardon me, you also have a learning opportunity here because now you know, okay, unless I push these people, they're probably not going to post about the, the show that they're on. Right. right. There's some, like, if I'm on a show, I, I promote it because it's like, I, wanna, I want people to hear me. Yeah, that's all it is. I just want people to hear me talk. <laughs> so my narcissism that I have for that is like, yes, let's do it. Uh, send me everything you need. Now, you know, maybe I have to make a little promo email for him and make it super stupid easy for him or right. them. Sorry, not all males, females and non-binary people. I apologize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you, you give them like this pretty much this like show package. You go, okay. Here's what you can put on your Twitter. Here's what you can put on Facebook. Here's what you can put on Instagram. Here's a little bio if you want, you know, like make it like super simple for them that they literally have to go copy paste. Right. Because I found with uh, the Feel Better show when I was trying to get people to like join, like follow the show, it was like, yeah, just go to Apple, search Feel Better show. And they're like, wow, that's a lot of work. And yeah. People are lazy, inherently lazy. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll admit it now. Like I'm super lazy. Mm-hmm. And the thing I hate the most about podcasting is editing, but I also don't want to pay anybody to edit. Right. So it's like, okay, how do you edit? Like, so yeah, I have to learn audacity and audacity is no fun at all. Yeah. Um, I've noticed. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's great for like getting, clearing out the levels, like getting rid of the background noise and that. But when you want to edit the, the dialogue, it's super hard. Mm-hmm. So what I did, cause I'm smart is I got a podcast editor on my show because uh-huh. he's a digital entrepreneur. Right. And I got him to teach me stuff. And he told me about this new, uh, about this new uh, uh, editing software that's strictly for dialogue. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he has a course on it and that. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, I took the course, did the editing. I, I personally like it, but I also found another thing that's uh, speech, uh, S-P-E-X-T dot co. Or .com. Uh-huh. And what it does is it's a, it's a free service, but it also has paid. But it allows you to upload four hours of the audio. Mm-hmm. And then it transcribes it for you. Oh, wow. Wait, wait. Here's the kicker. Okay. <laughs> and it lets you edit it like a Word document. Really? So any ums or uh or huh or like those things that like annoy podcasters the most. Yeah. <laughs> You literally just highlight, delete it, delete the word, and it will delete the audio portion of it. Wow. Yeah. 
okay, you might have to direct me to that because that worry. seems amazing. Sending you the link already. <laughs> it was like I found this because starting this podcast, I was like, okay, I need to find something different because if if not, it's I'm just never going to produce anything else and I'm going to be annoyed. So mm-hmm. how to automate editing and I did searches and asked questions and found out the new podcasting host that we're going to use is podcast.co. It's okay. a great thing. They're also going to be bringing in an editor system, but also they bring in automation into it. So like Zapier, mm-hmm. Zapier is a great automation thing that I use for YouTube videos. And I know you have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and I know what I hated the most of YouTube was the processing time. Right. Cause it just annoys and you can't use your computer because if you use your computer, it could, da- it could, whole bunch of stuff so you you literally couldn't do anything you can use the internet or whatever i found with zapier what you can do is upload to uh, dropbox and dropbox and then you connect dropbox to youtube and zapier will do everything for you huh so all you have to do is like like 10 minutes to dropbox Mm -hmm. and after that zapier will be like oh look a new file okay let's take it and put it over here and does all that thing so you're able to move on to other things that's that's pretty impressive yeah yeah, huh. I've been learning all these stuff. I'm like, oh my god, why wasn't this around when I was young? You know, like three years ago. But it's all because of uh, society. Like, it, it's not society, but uh, with the internet growing, growing, like people are learning different things. Like, there's the if then, uh, if this then that. Yeah, which I never knew about until I heard about Zapier. <laughs> That's I was pretty like, amazing. What? There's <laughs> all these automation. There's bots that do shit for me. <laughs> I've been doing this all myself. Yeah, bots, they're either handy or a boon. Yeah. And right now in the video game world, they're a boon because they're eating up every Xbox and PlayStation. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah, I know. They're just like bringing it around. (laughs) Yeah, bringing a full round to video games and that for you. Um, But yeah, so uh, I mentioned that you have a YouTube channel. It's paper uh, paper and print. Pen and paper. Pencil and paper productions. Yeah, sorry. I I was around the same. That's right. (laughs) Um, And what do you produce on that? Do you you just produce your podcast? Is there anything else that's being produced by it? Yeah, before I got into podcasting, and this isn't to say that it's still not my passion, but I was doing a lot of uh, video production. Uh, back in 2004 is kind of when I started, I was doing like short films, short ideas, like anything would come to mind. I had a little camera and I was like, I'm going to record and edit and do all this stuff. Cause it was always a passion of mine up until that point when I actually got a camera that could do this stuff, then I had the means to do it and I would just do whatever popped in my head. So mm-hmm. 2004 is a weird year. <laughs> if you go and look at those videos, you're just like, you're just whatever came to mind. I was like, yep. I was just trying things, just seeing what would stick. You're finding your voice. Right. And then from there on, it, you kind of notice the, the uh, content staggers a little bit. There's a little here, a little there. I actually met uh, a friend of mine. Uh, he was he was big into that kind of thing. You know, he really wanted to be a f- filmmaker, still does to this day. And he's always trying to strive for something bigger. Uh, I actually became his editor on a lot of his project projects. I don't know where my, my mouth went there for a moment, but it's his fine. projects. <laughs> and because editing was just something he was never uh, Mm -hmm. didn't really know how to do. And I'm not saying that it's something that I learned to do. I guess I just had an eye for it. 
Don't know why. Don't know where it came from. But I could just look at, the, you know, the pieces, the puzzle pieces and say, OK, this needs to go here, this there, that, and just piece it together. And then when he saw what I did with the scene, it was like, dude, will you just edit all of this for me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, why not? Why, yeah, exactly. Like it's it, you're doing something you enjoy. You enjoy yeah. looking at it. It's for you. It's a puzzle. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, how can I make this into a beautiful mosaic for me? Mm-hmm. You know? Whatever uh, I can do to make it interesting for him. So from there on, anytime he filmed something, he'd be like, will you edit this? I'm like, absolutely. Bring it on over and I'll, I'll take care of it. Uh, eventually, I got into bigger projects. I was trying to expand. Like I really, really wanted, I had this idea for a feature film. Okay. I have a script for it, but I don't know if it'll ever get made in the state that it's in. And the only reason I never did is funds pretty much. Cause it, I mean, I even tried keeping it simple to where I could probably do a lot of the work, but again, it is a lot of work mm-hmm. and it's, it just wasn't feasible, but it didn't stop me from trying to attempt to do something like that. And then just as time went on, I moved on to different projects. Uh, the biggest thing I ever did was a short form sitcom called man cave, I actually did two seasons of that uh, with a friend of mine. And the idea of that was just, it started off as some simple ideas like two, you know, bums, kind of workaholic types, uh, I guess, from that show. Because mm-hmm. that's where he kind of drew a lot of his inspiration from. You know, just fumbling around and then it just kind of evolved into what it became, which is like two best friends, you know, just going through the motions day to day, different kind of sitcom-esque uh, ideas and between 2013 and 2017 is where the two seasons kind of diverged. And obviously we're, we're not doing this. We're not getting paid for it. That's why I took four years between two seasons. <laughs> but, uh, in 2017, when we started picking that up, that's when we started the podcast in 2017 to 2019 was like the busiest time for me because then I was not only doing that, but I had uh, a show called Porter and Ale, which I loved doing where we would sit like me and another friend of mine would sit around drinking beer, talking about it and just, you know, enjoying every aspect of it. It was amazing. And that just kind of dropped off a little bit, which again, time gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a show called Savor the Flavor. We tried uh, like food tasting type shows, you know, find exotic cuisines or just oddball stuff that they're adding on the shelves and try that stuff out. Um I probably did some other stuff in there too, but that that was a busy year or yeah, busy two or three years. It sounds like it, it looks like you're like you're throwing as much as you can against the wall, seeing yeah. what sticks and what works and what doesn't, and mm-hmm. that's great. That's what I love about podcasting and being with talking with creative people because they don't look at anything as a bad idea. Yeah, it's put it on the wall, and then we'll. We won't worry about funds and shit later. Just throw the ideas on it, rapid ideas, and then we move on to, okay, what is more feasible? What's what's possible? What do we like? And then you refine, refine, refine. Right now, yeah. you're throwing stuff against the wall. It doesn't cost you or if the cost is very limited and it's just your time. And yeah. well, if it's something you care about, putting time in is well worth it. Because eventually, when you find that one that clicks off, Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to just check your back catalog, right? And they're going to see all this amazing other stuff. And they'll be like, oh, my God, let me check out this. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Bring this back. Yeah. And then you'll have, okay, you'll know exactly what works. 
and what doesn't. And then you can go from there. And that's genius of you trying so much on your, your, uh, your channel. And that's, that was kind of what, I mean, that's, that's essentially it is just trying different things to see what works. Uh, it almost seems like every time something is about to work, it disappears. <laughs> and I hate to say that, uh, for example, with Porter and L, uh, we, we'd kind of done, you know, random episodes throughout, I think the first year when we started was 2017, we did a, a spattering here and there. And then 2018, we really had a, a large run. It was at 2019, we had an episode where we actually went to a local brewery. Like they invited oh, us nice. to come there and check it out and film a show there. Uh, unfortunately, my, my partner, he wasn't available for it. So I just kind of went alone, but I did get a local cameraman to film it for me. So that way I didn't have to worry about that. And he put, I mean, he had the great equipment, so he made it look 10 times better and just, I mean, it really made it pop. So it made it stand out a little bit more. And that was a very unique experience and got two good friends out of it, uh, from the guys who, who run the, the brewery. Every go. time I go in there now, all I got to do is drop their name. And I get a free beer. <laughs> hey, well, hey, we all know how expensive beer is. A free beer is a great beer. That's right. So that, I mean, it's something I would love to do again. It's something that's always in the back of my mind. Even when I go back and watch it, it makes me reminiscent of those times. Uh, but Man Cave was probably the one project that I did where I learned a lot because if you go from season one to season two and I know that there's a gap of at least four years but that to me going from one to two you can tell things changed as far as my approach to it yeah because when I got to season two I was a little bit more laid back in season one like I was trying to to make it a a more uh, openly creative effort I guess Mm -hmm. was you know I was writing it with a friend of mine uh, we were working on it together. So I wanted it to be open communication. What do we want to do to make this show work? And what, what would be funny here? What would be funny there? Season two, I took charge. I reined everything in. I was like, I'm going to direct every episode. I'm going to produce every episode. I'm the king of everything here. <laughs> and you're just going to have to trust that my vision is going to come out proper. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't want to be like I'm lording over everybody, but I felt like it needed to have some guidance yeah, a little yeah. bit more than season one did. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. You always need quote unquote, the director, the producer, the guy who mm-hmm. will keep everything on track, but also allow that freedom to be in there. Like, like you said, the first one you wanted to be collaborative. And then you said, no, I'm going to take hold of this. I'm going to give everybody specific jobs if they need it. And then we'll, we'll be able to have a structure. Yeah. And it just, it worked out so much better. I mean, not that I'm not proud of what we did in season one, but season two is far superior. Like you can tell the difference. Like if I was to point you to one season to watch, I would probably point you to season two. Not to to just, you know, say that season one's not worth watching. It does have some funny moments. And I've actually recently rewatched it. um, And I got some good chuckles out of it. Things that I'd forgotten about over time. But it it's... It's so much better narratively. There's some really good moments in there. And it's not just comedy. I mean, we do some silly stuff, but I actually took an opportunity to do probably something that I would also consider one of the best things I've ever put to film, which was a solo piece about one of the characters just focused in on him. And he's kind of a a tragic character, you know, as comedic as he can be in every other scene when you get to see 
who he is behind the scenes when he's away from everybody, it breaks your heart a little bit that he's, he's struggling with these demons. But then by the time it comes back around, you see that he's not letting anyone know about this. He's just, he's dealing with it on his own and he just goes about his business. So you'd never know unless you had that episode. And I think it's, I think it's a beautiful little thing. And some people have even suggested that it, it, I turned it into like a short film and submit it somewhere. And I've, I've considered it. Um, I just, I've not gotten around to it. (laughs) That's all. Yeah. There you go. So, one, I'm going to issue you a challenge. Mm-hmm. This time next year, okay, have a script, okay, for that for that for that episode into a short story, a short film, okay. That's it. That's my challenge to you. All right, and have a third season of this show. <laughs> that that is something we've I've I've batted around. Uh, trying to figure out the proper approach to it. And I would say the only reason I'm not a hundred percent focused on it right now, as I do have another project I've been working on, of course, <laughs> which is probably eating up more of my time, but it's different. It's, it's, um, comedy. Okay. It's, it will be something that will be on, uh, I, I'm not sure where it's going to premiere as odd as that may be to say, um, we recently got Man Cave on Prime Video. Nice. Oh, really? Yes. You can watch both seasons on Prime Video right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I am going on Prime right now. Okay. Prime. Oh, wait, yes. I'm not going to speak French. And I'm, I'm hoping you can find it throughout their search algorithm. So what is it called again? <laughs> Might have to Just... type in my name. So Just Man Cave. Man Cave? Let's see here, man. Yeah, maybe, maybe even type in my name. Oh, right. uh, comic book man, grizzly man. It could be that it's not on the Canadian version because I am Canadian. So wait, let's try with your name. Should be. Um, it's it's available. I will say this: it's available on U.S. and U.K. platforms. We're not in Germany or Japan because I don't know anyone who can translate subtitles to those languages. <laughs> And that was the only caveat to those. So I'm trying your name. White noise, mighty ducks. Filter. Now, if nothing else, content type. I might movie. be able to just send you a link. Oh, uh, it would be it's a TV city. show, right? Yeah, it's more Correct. of a TV show. There we go. Let's see here. So searching for you specifically. I do not get anything, right? But Here, it could be that it's not on the Canadian version because I have seen that happen. Sometimes All it's right. on the Americans, not the Canadian. I do have a VPN, so I'll use my VPN. Well, um, I just sent you a link. Awesome, even better. And and you see if you can pull it up from there. And pulling it. Traveling or based outside the U.S. Video availability outside of the U.S. varies. Signed in. Okay, I just have to sign uh, okay. in. And we'll see. This actually, just looking at the first, like, just the image, yeah, it looks great. It looks something similar to uh, Letter Kenny. See, uh, I've I've been told to check that show out. Uh, my my co-host on uh, Super Mega Crash Brothers, she's a huge Letter Kenny oh. fan. She's like, dude, you've got to watch the show. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs> it's like the Canadian Seinfeld, if you will. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's. Have you seen Trailer Park Boys? I've, uh, that's another one that has been suggested to me as well. Okay. Um, 
I'm guessing also Shit's Creek you haven't seen either. Now that I have seen. That okay. one I was I was in on. Okay, good. Okay. So Shit's Creek, if you will, is kind of like a high class uh letter Kenny. Okay. If you will, because it's like it's it takes place in this fictional town and it's not really representative of Canadians. Mm-hmm. They're, they're quirky. We're quirky. Whereas Let Kenny is like taking the, what a Canadian typically thinks of like our Hicks. So our yeah. rednecks, if you will, and just like amplifying it to 10, but still keeping it very true. Okay. <laughs> like you watch it. Like some of the things are like, they don't do that. And then you actually drive <laughs> to a small town in Ontario and you're like, no, that, that's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as a Canadian, I'm like, I've met people like that. I, I know a person like that, you know, because wow. <laughs> you've met them. Like you, you may not meet someone exactly like the characters on Letter Kenny, but their persona is something that you meet in Canada. So okay. it's really fun. It's a dry humor and it's, it's worth your time. Like you okay. will enjoy it. And just looking at that, you could maybe become the American uh, version of Letter Kenny. Like, here you go. Pitch it. To, you already have a connection to Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pitch pitch the idea to them. Like we can become the Letter Kenny of uh, the states with this show, and then you can uh, see where it goes from there. Maybe they'll pay you. That would be a, that would be amazing. <laughs> or you know, like you produce a third season and they they buy it off of you, so it's even better. You know, like even okay. better. Yeah. And then you use that to fund the fourth, fifth, sixth seasons. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was able to get this on there. I was curious, like when the opportunity presented itself, because it had been on YouTube for a few years now, mm-hmm. at least both seasons. And all you get on YouTube are, you know, views. Yeah. And even that is not representative of how long did they watch or did they sit through an entire episode? Because somebody could watch five minutes and it counts as a view. And I just, I don't feel like that's properly representative of the show. Yeah. Well, on in YouTube, if you go into your analytics, there's actually average watch time. Yeah. And, and I've that, seen, yeah, I've seen where some of it is essentially a click and then a click away. Okay. And it just, it's like, ugh, okay. But here I can really track the minutes and I had actually forgotten about it. Um, I guess after I put it up, because it went up on September 4th. Mm-hmm. both seasons and i kind of tracked it for you know a few weeks and then just kind of forgot about it and uh a buddy of mine was asking he's like hey how's man cave doing on on amazon and i was like well let me go check and it's gotten last i checked it was over three thousand minutes viewed Damn. and you break down who's been watching it and where they've been watching it and clearly someone either sat through an entire episode or an entire season just depending on when they watched who was watching. So it, it makes me feel good knowing that there might be a new audience finding or discovering this show that might not be YouTube savvy. That was kind of the idea. The approach is like, if I can get this on a different platform, not everybody watches YouTube, you know, Amazon and YouTube is, is different. So let's see if I can find a new audience. Let's see if I can find a different type of audience. And that was the approach there. All right. I have a question for you because you just piqued my interest. Okay. How did you get on Amazon? Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. It wasn't one of those things that like a, a backhanded deal or anything like that. I discovered something called Prime Direct, which is kind of their backdoor way of getting on their platform. However, they are very stringent on what comes onto their platform. So it's not just here's a video and go. 
I had to jump through hoops to get on there. Like I had to create captions, which I have never had to do. So I had Mm -hmm. to learn an entirely new process. I had to go through ratings boards, systems and things like that. And I even submitted these episodes because to me, I was like, well, this is kind of PG-13 humor. There you go. And they're like, no, 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 no. And I was like, what? What's wrong? And they're like, this episode, that's not PG-13. I'm like, well, what? what?" And I would have to sit there and think. I was like, what did I do? Or what did we say? <laughs> and because I did, I, I intentionally tried to keep it as PG-13 as possible. And there would be just one little joke, one thing that would just kind of push it over the edge. And I was like, well, I guess so. When you see it on there, you'll see like a TVMA rating. And I still don't feel like that is representative of the content but there may be a joke or two (laughs) that pushes it over yeah but i mean anyway but yeah i had to jump through hoops just to do it and and so i won't say that if you're going to put your content on there to just think it's going to be that easy because they will push back and continually push back saying that we can't post this or we can't do this until you change this or you tweak that even the the promotional material to put it on there, mm-hmm. I had one particular promo material. I think it was a 16 by 9 frame of the title. And I thought, well, I'll put that on there as a placeholder for now. And then they said, well, you also need one for a 4 by 3 and I was like, all right, so how about this? I'll cut around this. And it wasn't quite there, so I stretched it just a hair. And they came back and said, no, you cannot use a stretched image. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> so Jesus. I had to go back and like I re like the the promo material that you saw that picture, and yeah. there was another one. I completely remade those from scratch just wow. to make something that was representative of what they wanted. Because they I mean, every time I turned around, it could be a black bar on the edge and like, nope, nope. So I was like, all right, okay. So just be aware you will have to jump through hoops if you want to try it. Oh God. But it's to me in the long run, it was worth it to put in that time and effort. Like the caption thing was probably the one thing that I was most concerned about. But luckily uh, my co-host on, from the podcast, she was not doing anything thanks to COVID. (laughs) She's like, I'll do it. And I was like, you think you can handle it? And she's like, sure, I got nothing better to do. So I was like, all right, well, you have at it. And she just, I mean, she barreled through them within days and had them all done. And we kind of proofread some of them because, you know, yeah, language barriers and whatnot. You might mumble out a word and it's like, I, don't, I didn't quite understand what that was. But I mean, for the most part, as far as I know, the captions are spot on. And I don't think it would be on there right now had she not been there pumping out those captions well that's awesome man like i'm super super happy for you like this for me this is the first time i know someone that has something on one of those major platforms like everybody's on youtube Mm -hmm. yeah the barrier to youtube is like very very thin do you have a camera do you have a gmail congratulations you're a youtuber right that's the barrier (laughs) but getting onto one of these major platforms like amazon or netflix or in canada we have crave which letter kenny is on but getting onto one of those for me is like the barrier is hard. And you just explain like to get onto Amazon, you have to have the captions. You have to make sure that if you're saying you're PG 13, it's really PG 13. You mm-hmm. have to make sure like your promotional material is proper and it's set and like all these standards. And so for, for you telling me this and hopefully my guests, uh, not my guests, but my listeners as well, they, they learned that, Hey, you took the risk. You got something that was 
back in the early 2010s onto a major huge platform and you're getting views mm-hmm. like, since you've put it up, which was September, it's now, <clears throat> sorry, the 23rd of November. So it's been about two months that it's been mm. up and you've gotten 3000 hour uh, views. Mm-hmm. It's like 3000 minutes worth of watch. views, which if I did kind of did the math on it, that would be someone or 33 different people watching the entirety of the first season all at once. That's, now, that's it doesn't amazing. sound like a lot, but that's that's broken down in, in segments. I mean, we're not even thinking about, okay, maybe someone checked out episode one of season one, watched it, and that was the the nine or ten minutes of you know content that they watched, and they just they, they haven't gotten around to it again. Yeah. Because maybe they don't binge watch like some people. And then the long stretches where it says two hundred and forty seven minutes worth of you know minutes viewed within a day, that could be someone binge watching the entire show it all together so i don't know i have to they, say, they don't I'm break it down impressed. i'm just impressed that i know someone <laughs> who has a show on amazon prime that's you do <laughs> i i know i've made it in my life next step <laughs> netflix baby here we go <laughs> that's that's the big that's the big kicker yes gotta get is. there now all right so steven i'm going to give you two minutes i'm going to give you the floor is yours. Promote away everything you have to promote, your shows, your Amazon, whatever you want. The time is yours and go. All right. Well, uh, since we kind of did go off on a tangent, I guess I will promote the one thing that I was going to bring up. Uh, the other project that I am working on, which will hopefully premiere. I don't see any reason why I won't in 2021. Super Mega Crash Adventures, which is our animated show featuring our little avatars that you see on all of our promotional materials. Uh, four episodes are actually in the, in the bag. I'm just working on the last two. And I hope you can that- see how giant my smile is right now, Stephen. Like, I'm so excited for you. Like, oh, my God. Like, I have a buddy of mine who has a webcomic. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Finish, no, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go no. ahead. <laughs> so I have a buddy who does webcomics, right? And he uh-huh. works with the guys from Penny Arcade. He knows the guys from Cyanide and Happiness, right? Because the web community, web comic community is small. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard of his comic. It's called Least I Can Do or mm-hmm. Looking for Group. Both web comics. That's nah, fine. Um, it, they're not everyone's cup of tea. Looking for Group is a kind of a World of Warcraft spinoff. Mm-hmm. We were actually hired by, I think, Wizards of the Coast or the Blizzard to make a World of Warcraft comic, right? Right. When it first came out, but they started developing the world and it just took off and they're like, fuck you, we're making this our own. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has his uh, semi-autobiographical, semi-autobiographical comic, Least I Can Do, which is about like a 20-something year old, I think 28-year-old now, um, living the life and like... It's kind of like, it started off a bit about his life and then it just grew into something else. And it's a really interesting thing, but he also does animation. So it's like, oh, cool. He does his own animation, but I've never met, like he has a company that's that's done it, you know, like yeah. he had to build his company to that point. I haven't had a chance to talk to someone who just was like, you know what? I'm doing it myself. Yeah. We're doing it. We're animating it ourselves. I'm really interested when that drops, you're coming back on the show. We're going to promote the hell out of it. Okay. Um, so yeah, do you have anything else you want to add before we, uh, I cut you off? Cause we're getting out an hour. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, no. Uh, yeah, but super mega crash adventures will come out in 2021. That's the plan. It was going to come out this year, but you know, 
COVID. animating by yourself it's it's uh, time consuming and i got burnt out and it just it kind of put me behind but it will be out next year uh will be a few familiar voices uh from some of our pod mates Ooh, uh, just just kind of throw in <gasps> that's there. what it was oh my god yeah Okay, sorry. I knew I have a little inside information, but I'm not mm-hmm. saying anything because this is amazing. All right, uh, Stephen, I want to thank you very much for being on the show. I'm thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to watching the uh, the Caveman show uh, that you sent me because I'm very interested in that. Of course, link there in the show notes down below. I'll link both the Amazon link as well as the YouTube because you might as well check his YouTube channel and see all the amazingness that he has there. Um, all his, uh, whatchamacallits, there's other things. His podcast will be listed in the show notes down below, his Twitter, his, all this links. First link always is a LinkedIn account, uh, Linktree account. You click on that, it will show all his stuff. So you can go watch and listen to his because, uh, he's well deserved. He's a great podcaster. I love having him on. He's a good mate. He's a good man. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Investing Yourself. Stay tuned, uh, to the, after the, uh, outro. There's probably some things I'm trying to hawk or sell or tell you about. I don't know. I don't know how the ending's going to go anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. Oh my god, I had so much fun talking with Steven. I didn't know anything about getting on Amazon Prime, so not going to lie. There is possible possibilities that I'm going to try and get on Amazon Prime. I'm going to look into it because, hey, why not, right? So, as I was saying in the beginning, I do have something that I would like to offer you guys here, my fans, my friends. Um, We're getting into the world of digital everything. Everything is digital now. You do everything online pretty much thanks to 2020, am I right? So, I have an offer for you in the show notes down at the bottom. There is actually a affiliate link to NordVPN. Now, what NordVPN is, it is a virtual private network. What that means is you're allowed to jump onto their server, and it can be anywhere in the world, US, Europe, anywhere you want in the world, and it will act as if you're actually in that country. So people trying to find out where you are in that, you're going to be protected. So if you, let's say, want to watch Netflix in the U.S. and you have NordVPN, theoretically you could. I'm not saying you should, but it is a possibility. So that's something you can do with NordVPN. So if you're interested, hit the link in the uh, in the notes down below. You sign up. You can get a two-year contra- uh, two-year plan. Really easy to be easy. Um, it's simple. It works on all your devices, and you can have up to six, I believe, with this current plan. So it's something I use. I have NordVPN, and I love it. So you go there, you buy that, and if you do that, they give me some money. So all I ask you is go do that. It protects you, pays me. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Remember to invest in yourself, and I love your faces.